Dr. Randy, we have a 15-year-old daughter who has two chronic medical conditions. And as much as we want to step back and let her grow and be independent, we're a little more reluctant because of her medical conditions. Mm. We'll get to the rest of that question from Sandy in Michigan in a moment. We continue our discussion from yesterday with King Hoover, our intentional health coach, uh, from Transforming Athletics and Redline Athletics. He works with young people, 8 to 18. He's got a full program for adults as well. Uh, he travels, he speaks, he's been on radio, TV, he's been everywhere. And he still looks pretty good. He still looks pretty good there. He practices what he preaches, which is what you like. And uh, we certainly appreciate King coming back and being a part of the show again today. Um, you know, uh, let's, let's hear the, this question uh, that Sandy's asking about her daughter, because I think it raises a question about when you have someone with a chronic illness, um, you know, how, how do you help manage a person who's struggling with a chronic illness? Let's listen to the rest of her question, and then uh, we'll uh, see what, what you have to say. Dr. Randy, we have a 15-year-old daughter who has two chronic medical conditions, and as much as we want to step back and let her grow and be independent, um, driving is a big thing. She wants to start driver's ed, and we say, you know, we're a little more reluctant because of her medical conditions, and we try to encourage her to try different things to be the best that she can, and we try not to let either one of her conditions interfere with her life, but we have to be cautious about some things because they, you know, there's safety impacts there. So my husband and I face those issues. I'm probably more, a little more cautious than he is when it comes to letting her do things like that. A caring mom, and uh, in her case with a teenager, it sounds like, that has... Um a chronic illness. You probably see a lot of people coming through with chronic illness. How can we support them? I mean, what would you say to a mom and a dad who, who are concerned about um, a young person facing some of these things? Now, the sound from the call didn't come through to me. So what I didn't get was the particular condition. Oh, you're right. Yeah, she didn't mention she didn't mention what the condition was. She just said it's a chronic condition. She's concerned about her driving the car even. So I don't know what it would be. She didn't mention that, but. Uh, she's trying to be a good mom and encouraging her to do what she can. How do you encourage people who have chronic illness to, to at least do what they're capable of? That no matter what, they can't give up. Everybody has limitations. I'm not as strong as I'd like to be. I, I've never run a marathon. I don't know that I could run 26 miles without stopping, but everybody can do something. Everybody has some capability. So all we're asking is be intentional about taking the, the, physical capabilities that you have, the ability to make wise decisions and careful choices about food, recreation, and how we're spending our time and try to make the most of them. It's like you're you're a company. You're investing in yourself or you're not investing in yourself. And we can't expect the, the company stock to rise and the company to be successful if we're not making the right investments. For uh, it, A little exercise goes a long way. 
if the person is having trouble with something neurological, maybe it's calming down and stretching, maybe a program that's more based in mobility rather than any kind of high intensity activity, like folks who are diabetic and need to process their blood sugar better. They'll need resistance training, but they also need a little more focus on their nutrition. There is an approach for everyone. And if they have questions or need help, they can send them through the center and we'll uh, direct them where they need to go to find the answers that they need mm. to help uh, these kids. All right. So if you want to check our uh, website, theintentionallife.com, uh, we can hook you up with King and uh, see if we can um, direct you in the right, uh, the right path. All right. Let's get to some phone calls live here. We've got uh, Teresa on the line in Michigan. Hi, Teresa. How are you today? Hi. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Good. Go right ahead. What's your question? Um, I kind of always had an aversion to um, like prescription drugs and stuff because of some reactions uh, that I had when I was younger. Um, and so I tend to go more natural. And it it seems to me that um, friends or family, the more drugs they're on, the worse their health is. But maybe it's because their health is bad. Um, I uh, had a cancer diagnosis. And, um, and I don't recommend it for everybody, but I quit chemo, um, and went, uh, um, more natural. I was, um, I read as much as I could and ate the things that were recommended. And, um, and that was 12 years ago. Mm. And it just seems to me that the more, the more prescription drugs you're on, you know, it's almost like you're. Your life is shorter, but. Um, what, what, what about um, that, King? Prescription drugs. I mean, we've got people who have chronic illness, you know, they um, they may have a high blood pressure or they're struggling with, a, you know, another medical condition. Um, how do you balance that? When there is an approach that is just a little more energy on your side to manage blood pressure, to manage blood sugar, this type of thing. We always want to add in these natural approaches to what we're doing. Uh, we don't want to rely on chemistry if we don't have to, because chemistry can have a strong uh, backside costs and side effects that we don't always want. So at the same time, there are conditions that require the extraordinary life-saving abilities of chemistry that we have available in 2023 that we haven't had 10, 20, 30 years ago. And the short in the life, it really, I, I don't know if that's always the case. I think maybe when we're, we're just taking the pills and we're not trying to do our part to make sure that we're eating better, keeping our activity up, that mm -hmm. type of thing, looking for drug interactions that might otherwise mean that we need to switch drugs, still on chemistry, still using pharmaceuticals from the doctor, but a, a different uh, chemical that does the same thing because sometimes they can have interactions, but um, I'm not one to say you should get off all medicines because they really do help and continue to help a lot of folks. What we want to do is do all we can on our side that uh, our, our activity, our food choices, managing our stress, that type of thing. So we're not doing things that are making ourselves sick and then try to take chemicals to uh, mitigate the side effects of what we're doing to ourselves. King Hoover today, we're talking health, picking up from yesterday. And again, you're welcome to leave your comment on our storyline at 888-888-1717. 
Uh, Jennifer, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more with King Hoover on Intentional Health today. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Coming soon, the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson. Coming to an event like this can just reset your marriage. A lot of laughs. Uh, he is so funny. There's so much wisdom to be learned and gained with intentional living, and that's what it is. It's choosing that intentional love when you don't feel like it. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, 7 p.m. Thursday, April 20th at Jackson Ass Church in Jackson, and Friday, April 21st at Community Church Mount Pleasant. Get your tickets today at theintentionallife.com. Hey, and I hope you'll do that. It's March now. And uh, next month, April 20, Jackson, Jackson, Michigan, Nazarene Church. Uh, And then Friday night, the 21st, at the Community Church, their Mount Pleasant campus. And by the way, that was uh, over 50% sold out as we just started promotion this week. But I would mention uh, that your tickets, you can get them today. All the proceeds go to the ministry and we just want to have an opportunity to, to minister to you in a way that I think will be very helpful as we bring the intentional living message alive as it relates to your marriage, your family, your kids. Uh, we'll be taking questions. Maybe you have some issues faced with kids or in-laws or in your marriage or money or communication. Uh, we're just going to have a good night. It'll be a really practical, fun thing. You'll leave at the end and say, hey, I've got one thing I can work on for the next 30 days. Bring some friends with you. Make it a and outreach, maybe your your small group, some friends from church or the community, maybe someone who's never been to church in a long time, and they need to have an opportunity to grow in their marriage, and you know it, and you can make it a ministry outreach. Uh, you can get your tickets at theintentionallife.com. Theintentionallife.com is the number. All right, let's get back to the calls. King Hoover's my guest talking health. Kathy is in Tennessee. Hi, Kathy. How you doing? Hello. Thank you, Dr. Randy, for all your work that you do to help marriages. I appreciate that so much. Um, My question is, um, two years ago, my bone scan was, I didn't have osteoporosis, but this year when I did the bone scan, I do do have it. So I'm taking D3, I'm taking uh, my calcium, I walk three, four times a week. I try to do what I can. And I, I like my doctor, but she's really wanting me to take these infusions. And I'm very leery of that. And I just want to know what uh, your guest would, what, what would he suggest? Mm-hmm. I have been praying about it. I have been looking up and trying to educate myself about it. But it was, my mother did have it. So it is, you know, propensity to have it, I guess. Okay. All right. Greater. Uh, what do you think on that? What's your take on that, King? Kathy, I appreciate you calling in because uh, so many yeah. women wrestle with this. It's a number one health risk for women. So anybody that's listening, yeah. they're thanking you for calling and being a chatty Kathy about this. Uh, <laughs> and I am. To learn from- <laughs> that's, that's good. They call them chatty Kathy for a reason. Uh, hey, there used to be a doll named that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we 
We need to put some loading on the bones when just a little bit. So you can need some resistance training, really simple things you can do. Uh, you can start to get up out of a chair and then try to hover right above the chair. That's going to put uh, tension on your thigh bone, your femur, your pelvis, and the posture muscles and try to float above the chair for a second and then sit back down. If you need to do that with a pillow, you can. You want to get some body weight squats there. We want to maybe get a couple light dumbbells and a long flat surface. It's like maybe uh, you're walking in your street and we're walking with these uh, dumbbells in your hands, providing some downward pull from gravity. Uh, but you're trying to stand up as tall as you be called the farmer's walk. Farmer's walk. Very important for strengthening all the entire musculature. You don't need a lot of weight, but we do need something 10 pounds and then going up from there as you get stronger in this. We don't let our arms swing. We're just managing a very strong, tall posture, which is the muscles coming in to support the bones from the front, back and sides while you're under this load. Uh, you want to get some light push-ups to strengthen the bones in your arms and your shoulders, your collarbones. So really, I wouldn't go to the floor. I would lean into the back of your couch where you have like a, a strong incline like this. Not very hard. You can even start on the wall if you needed to. Lean up against the wall. Just walk your feet out just a little bit. Make sure you have some good non-slip shoes. And you're leaning into and out of the wall, getting some push-ups there. Uh, resistance bands, the kinds that have handles that you can hold and are like uh, one long tube. They also sell them when they're in a loop, a continuous loop. These things are great for getting a variety of exercise programming uh, that won't cause you, won't put you at risk for falling because people with osteoporosis or osteopenia are, we don't want them to fall. Uh, but at the same time, we need some loading on the bones so that the calcium that you're taking in and the D3 that you're taking can help you build more bone. We need some loading on the bones. You may not necessarily need an infusion, but we definitely need some loading on the bones to demand that the calcium goes there. Muscles are the same way. When we stress them, that's when we need to take in the extra protein because it's a protein that repairs the muscles. Bones are the same way. When we stress them, putting loading on them, that's when the calcium and magnesium goes there to build the bone. And, and what, what's your knowledge about infusions and why would, why would the doctor recommend that? The infusions are, uh, they're designed to cause the body to uptake the uh, calcium and magnesium to the bones. It's just some pretty strong chemistry and they can make people uncomfortable when they're doing it. You know, it's strong when you don't have to do it that often, but it's supposed to strengthen your bones. Uh, Kathy's reluctance to do it. Maybe because she's talked to the people that have been through it. I've had a lot of clients that have uh, have been approached about this and tried it, and they like doing the resistance training much better, and they get really good results. Mm. All right. Again, uh, make sure you're consulting with your doctor, Kathy, as you are. That's important to be clear with knowing some of the uniqueness uh, with your health considerations, but hopefully uh, that feedback at least gives you another perspective. Think about here today. Talking about intentional health, intentional health, uh, we got Parkey, I'm sorry, King Hoover here today, uh, taking your calls uh, at 888-888-1717. Right now we have calls lined up for the rest of the show, but you're welcome to uh, leave your question on the comment line and we'll come to it uh, maybe at a future show. I'd love to, to hear from you to be a part of the Intentional Living Ministry. Uh, you know, one of the things we've seen, are, we talked about diabetes uh, earlier uh, King, and I know there's a lot of young people who are struggling with this now because of increase in weight and so on. What are you seeing with diabetes and what do you, what is the plan that when someone comes in 
and they're either pre-diabetic or they've gone over the that level and they're now on some medication. What are some things you recommend for them? First is getting the sugar out of the diet. All food that you take in becomes blood sugar as your body digests it and breaks it down into the smaller components. But we were never really meant to take in such a simple carbohydrate removed from all the food source. The sugar in fruit tends to be longer, slower release sugars. And there's some fiber there with the fruit that causes a, a lower rise in blood sugar, slower rise. But getting the sugar out is first and foremost. Second is moving around. We talked about resistance training. We talked about walking. When somebody's having trouble with their blood sugar, the main thing they can do is after they eat, you could stand. You could just stand for five minutes and have a positive impact on your blood sugar. If you decide to walk for 15, 20 minutes, that's even better. Now, as your blood sugar goes up, you're clearing it down by using that blood sugar and setting the stage so that when you quit walking and you do go sit back down and, and have some nice conversation after the meal, your muscles now will take the sugar that's left and pull it into the muscles to store it as carbohydrates to use in a later bout of activity. The main thing we can do is move around after we eat. Uh, that knocks out so much stuff. It has the best impact on blood sugar of anything that you do. Take the sugar out and then walk around after your meal, just 15, 20 minutes. It's going to be very pleasant. And then even if you ate a poor meal, your body's going to respond to it as if you had a good meal just because you're managing that blood sugar. Interesting. So do it right after the meal, right away. Don't not ten minutes later yes, or twenty minutes later. You get up from the meal and as soon and, as you uh, can. Yep, as soon as you can, because when you uh, one your blood sugar starts going up from the first bite, and then you're sitting there finishing the meal. That's sitting, and then if we go sit again for fifteen twenty minutes, blood sugar continues to go up. At, that sets off alarm states in the body where then you start pumping out a bunch of insulin, which is either going to push it to fat or it's going to take the uh, three sugar molecules, grab onto a fat molecule and turn it into a triglyceride. And that's the danger for oh. uh, cardiovascular disease. And it, you don't have to have eaten any fat for your body to pull one of these fat molecules out of your blood to make triglycerides. Uh, to look at your chromium status, make sure that you're taking chromium. We have to have chromium in our diet for our muscles to remain sensitive to insulin. No chromium. Our body has a very hard time being insulin sensitive and managing blood sugar at all, even if we don't have any history of diabetes. You mentioned fiber earlier. Where does fiber fit into all of this? I mean, we understand sort of the digestive part of it, but uh, what are some of the health benefits along the line of uh, sugar and otherwise? There's two types of fiber. One is insoluble, which works on the digestive benefit, like you're talking about, helping a clean house, as it were. <laughs> but also, that same type of fiber in the stomach slows gastric emptying, meaning it, it blunts that blood sugar response. So even if we ate something that had a dessert, if there's a lot of fiber, a lot of vegetables in there, it's going to slow how fast that blood sugar comes up. Second type of fiber is water-soluble fiber. It actually dissolves small enough to actually get into the blood like oat fiber. And it actually, as oat fibers in the blood, it's grabbing onto sugar and grabbing onto cholesterol and helping sweep that out well as well by binding to it. So it has the twofold effect of blunting the insulin response from the meal at the time, but also getting into the blood and helping clear down mm. uh, blood sugar and uh, clear out cholesterol. That's why they say oats are healthy, heart healthy, because of that water soluble fiber. 
All right. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Mary, um, hang on. We'll, we'll get to you in just a, a moment. Uh, appreciate you waiting and being patient with us. Uh, then I'm going to ask you after that, tell us what a day in the life of, of uh, King Hoover is like from morning till night. Your exercise, what you eat, how you live your day intentionally with your health. How's that sound? That sounds great. I don't have to be that interesting, but I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> well, see, maybe you can jazz it up during the break. We'll be right back. It'll be a little dance. First of all, to identify the threats to your life and your family. Think about it. What is one threat that you know you have in your life that you are particularly vulnerable to right now in your life? It could be a financial threat. It could be a relational threat or a spiritual threat. It could be something going on in your thinking. I don't know. We all have different issues. You know, that's an excerpt from the teaching here now that we're in the month of March. Hard to believe here in the month of March. Uh, you'll find that the threats that we have to our life, we're talking about health today, but you know, we have threats in our marriage. We have threats to our relationship, to our mental health. And how can intentional living help you think to face some of the threats in the world in which we live today. That's the lesson for this month. And by the way, when you join us, we'll make sure that you receive it. All you have to do is go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. When you're there, you can also find out about the upcoming Intentional Love Marriage Date Night uh, coming to Jackson, Michigan and Mount Pleasant, Michigan, April 20 and 21. Uh, again, go to theintentionallife.com. Okay, Mary, you get the Patience Award today. Patience meaning you've been waiting the longest. Thank you for your patience. Oh, thank you for taking my call. All right, go right um, ahead. What's your, what's your question? I have a couple of questions. One is about prostate health. Um, I was wondering, I hear a lot of things on the Internet about, you know, how to uh, shrink the prostate from, you know, being swelled up and causing problems for men. And I was wondering if, if there is anything that the doctor would recommend um, that is not like going to the doctor and getting, you know, a lot of drugs for that or anything, but just something that would be uh, simple for, um, and, you know, to kind of keep that at bay from not get, becoming a problem with the prostate. Mm -hmm. Also, my second question is about long COVID. Is there anything that the doctor recommends for like um, temporary um, memory loss or um, uh, the smells, you know, because when people ha got COVID, uh, they have a real problem sometimes having their sensory uh, smells back to normal. And so that was my, two and I just love your program. No, thank you. I am taking notes on your program. So. Oh, thank you, Mary. <laughs> we know we're doing good when you're taking notes. Appreciate it. All right, King, uh, prostate health and long COVID. So be it uh, with prostate health. I would, uh, I would find a get an idea of what his testosterone level is at the time. Uh, high testosterone can tend to uh, cause prostate swelling. If there's not a problem with the high levels of uh, testosterone, then you want to look at some simple supplementation uh, in Europe. They use uh, saw palmetto and pumpkin seed, uh, getting enough zinc. But pumpkin seed is really good. The fatty acids in pumpkin seed seem to have a beneficial effect for bringing down the inflammation. Two is if you've been listening to this show or the previous show today, you know, we've talked a lot about inflammation. Bringing down whole body inflammation can be helpful with that. Yes, a doctor, 
when you go to them, they figure it's probably at a point to where they just need to do something drastic. So it's a strong medication or it's surgery or something like that, biopsy. They're just trying to take care of it as quick as possible. Uh, maybe not take the long, careful um, approach that it might, it's, it might still get the job done without having to have, you, have your prostate out, but they're trying to take care of it right away. That's the only reason why they do what they do. And, and that's, that's good for them. But if we can maintain our body, maintain our health and fill in those gaps of nutrition uh, and different practices that'll improve our health ourselves without having to go those essentially last ditch efforts to fix a problem, we want to do that too. With the long COVID and uh, memory challenges and sense of smell, uh, look at, Lion's mane mushroom. Uh, this is found to be uh, an herb that provides oxygen to the brain. So it helps the brain function better right away. Two, uh, it's also been found to help uh, build more neurons and help build more nerve tissue in the brain, especially after challenges mm -hmm. like COVID where you might have trouble. Uh, another good nutrient to take at night when you go to sleep is DMAE. DMAE is a compound that reduces brain inflammation. So if there's still some challenges with inflammation in the brain and not all nutrition crosses that blood brain barrier, DMAE is something very inexpensive and helpful. It's a 250 to 500 milligrams. You take it at night before you go to sleep and that will help bring down inflammation mm -hmm. in the brain also. I, I don't have a lot of experience with bringing back sense of smell, but I know if we're doing stuff that brings down the brain inflammation, and helps the brain make new connections with the neurons that we're going to gain as much ground back as we can. Two, if you're listening earlier about the acetylcholine and the tyrosine, that's always helpful to feed the brain better. Uh, two omega threes, omega threes also. If they're if you're not getting omega threes, we need lots of them to help the brain. All right, we got sixty seconds. I want the King Hoover daily schedule in sixty seconds. Go. 60 seconds, uh, arise, drink my water with my lemon. I take 15 to 20 minutes in mobility before I get in my first food. Usually something fats and proteins first thing. I don't eat a lot of carbs first thing. I'll see my first two clients. Uh, then will be a big protein shake and more moving around now a main uh, 30 or 40 minute exercise program. Then I'm off to Fort Worth to see my clients at Bolt Street Gym. That'll go usually to about two o'clock in the afternoon, get a great lunch, uh, come to Redline Athletics, more mobility, more moving around because I'm going to demonstrate sprints and jumps and all kinds of crazy athletic stuff to kids, be able to keep up with them yeah. and the kids and families until eight o'clock at night. And my wife's my receptionist, so she doesn't miss out either. Sounds like a full day, a lot of activity. The good news is because you're in an active business, you get the double, you know, you get double blessing. You get to be active and it helps you and you get to help the kids and the adults as well. King, thanks you. Thank you for being with me today and yesterday. Thank you so much. It's always a joy to be able to help the folks that have got, found so much help in intentional living. Thank you. King Hoover, our guest today. And as a reminder, we always say this, we know that every situation is different. So please consult your medical expert, your medical doctor, and and uh, that's important. There's a lot of things you can hear and it may not specifically relate to you, and yet it might. We're here to give you this kind of general information that you can pray about and put into your, uh, your data bank as you're looking at your own health. 
Uh, it's been encouraging to me. I've taken notes, a lot of good things I need to be doing more of. As I've often said, the five essential areas, pretty intentional in all of these. The health area is one, one area I need to be more intentional about. And I want to thank King for his contribution uh, to the intentional health area here at the ministry. If you'd like to know more about the ministry or about joining in or, or getting registered for the marriage conference, go to theintentionallife.com. Have a healthy day. We'll see you next time.